praise God, God gives us the power to bind and loose. He does. It's found a couple of times in the New Testament. Once, of course, is dealing with truth. Peter, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. That has to do with truth. Once you receive the truth, you've got keys. You've got keys that will open up doors. I'm talking about blindnesses. I'm talking about sicknesses that have to go because of those keys in Jesus' name. And then in another area, he told us we could have the same thing, and that was in the 18th chapter when he's talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness, where two or three are gathered in his name. Now, that context there is talking about being able to forgive in Jesus' name. And by the way, folks, this is all done by the grace of God. This is what God does. When he pours out his grace, he gives you and I the ability to rise above all of these other things in Jesus' name. Would you just lift your hands again, close your eyes, and ask God to give you some some sharp revelation of that in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for the ability to bind and to loose. Thank you, Lord God, that we are here, Lord God, with your permission. We are here, Lord God, in your favor, in Jesus' name. Touch everyone here in Jesus' name. I really do believe, God, the ball and chain of depression is gone. I believe every person in this place and possibly online right now has felt the effects of that in Jesus' name. Now give us the ability to stay that way. Give us the ability, Lord God, to rise on a daily basis above these things that are plaguing not only our nation but our world in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord God, touch every heart. I would pray that no one will ever be the same again because of the Word, because of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Lord God, do this, Lord God. We know that you are able to do exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think. Lord God, that's not even the question here, Lord Jesus. Just have your way in this place today. Let somebody here, Lord God, realize that they are set free. He who the Son has set free is free indeed that means concerning all things in the name of Jesus Lord God victory is ours in the name of Jesus Lord you've given us the victory through the name of Jesus Christ oh yes in the name of Jesus yes oh hallelujah Jesus thank you Lord God praise you Jesus glory be to your holy God, praise God. What an opportunity God gives us on a daily basis, praise God, to be not only set free, but to live in a higher dimension in Jesus' name. And I thank God for that. I really, really, really do in Jesus' name. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, this time of the year where people are seems to, seem to be a little more sensitive to the things of God. I'm not quite sure if, if there's any statistics that will that will uh, support that, but I, I, it just seems that way anyway, that people seem to be a little more conscious of God and, and all of that business. I was reading a report last night, um, uh, some of the periodicals that I get, that there's been lots of programs that have started, and, and, um, and this report was trying to slant on the negative, and they were saying only 5 to 8% of the people that go into a, a rehab program um, actually get any results. And, um, and I'm not here to, to argue with those statistics, um, but that doesn't, um, that, that doesn't take an account of the church. I wish when they did those statistics, they would in, inject apostolic research in that, but they don't. They, all they do is they just take the, the st- uh, statistics of the world, and my goodness, that, there's no question about it. I've, I've said it, and not condescending, but I'll say it again. Man can come up with a good program. They can and uh, but uh, it never lasts it just can't last because we can't last and that's why this is not a program this is a way of life and I thank God for this and that's what I'm saying Um, you know um, last report that I uh, one of my periodicals also they were saying that in so-called Pentecostal churches and again that lumps everybody I mean you know a lot of folks are considering themselves Pentecostal and I'm not sitting here to be the judge I that's you want to consider yourself Pentecostal um, good for you. You know, Pentecost is the experience. A lot of folks are receiving, you know, the experience. 
but they were saying in so-called Pentecostal churches, and especially in some of the major so-called lions of uh, Pentecostal churches, only 15 to 20 percent of those people are receiving the Holy Ghost with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Again, <laughs> again, I wish they would include apostolics in that st those statistics, because that's a whole lot more in our churches in Jesus' name. Let's just take an opinion poll right here. How many here have ever received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Oh, my goodness, folks. That's a whole lot more than 20%, isn't it? Come on, thank God. And that's why, again, I'm not here to, um, to um, criticize or to be in competition with any of the other ones. But years ago, 40, almost 45 years ago, when I came looking for this kind of thing, I was looking for the real deal. I wasn't looking for some bargain. I wasn't looking for a blue light special. I wasn't looking for somebody to agree with my carnality. I was looking for God. Amen. And man, I tell you, you know, I found it in an apostolic Pentecostal church. I found out a little bit later on that you folks aren't perfect any more than I am. But that doesn't negate what God can do. Come on, that does never negate what God can do. In fact, that enhances it in Jesus' name. And so today, if you're here and online and, and you're just kind of wondering about this thing, don't wonder any longer because this is why we can celebrate Christmas every day of the year because Jesus came to give us the greatest gift that could ever be given on this side of heaven in Jesus' name, and that is salvation. How many is glad they've been saved? Oh, hallelujah. And I don't mean to put you down. If you have never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, please consider it. Please seek it out, praise God, and, and, and watch what the Lord can do. In fact, what I would do, one of the places that I find faith on a regular basis is in our prayer room. I do. And if you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's a good place to go into and shut yourself off and just lift your hands up and, and, and clear the mechanism in Jesus' name. Yes. I, I, I appreciate that, praise God. Other than receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and salvation and marrying one of the most beautiful people in the world, one of the things I have desired, desired um, and I'm, I'm being a little carnal now, I, I asked the Lord one time, I said, God, let me go to Yankee Stadium and pitch a, no, uh, um, a perfect game. <laughs> I would love to do that, amen. If you're a Yankee fan... Um, I still would like to do that. Amen. And um, um, I, I saw a, a film on that one time where a guy was doing that, and he did something. You know, he was in Yankee Stadium, and it was loud. I don't know if you've ever been. Has anybody here ever been in a ballpark or any kind of a stadium? I mean, my t I, it's, it's almost mind-boggling. It's like, it's like an airport, literally. You know, and I mean, it, the decibel level is really up there in that type of thing. And this guy was pitching against the Yankees, and he was doing a good job. And he, he said something that I have used. I've used over the years. I used it this morning, praise God. He, when he got on the mound, he said, now we're going to clear the mechanism. And he had the ability not to even hear the crowd. And he could focus on what he was doing. Now, that's carnal, I understand that, and I'm not trying to be too carnal here this morning, but I have had to use that a lot in my living for God. I've had to get rid of some of the distractions in my life, some of the maybe disappointments I've had the week before and that type of thing, and just literally clear the mechanism. And I have found when that happens and I can focus on God, I'm telling you something. It isn't that God immediately is at my beckoning call, that he'll do everything I ask him to do. No, that's not what it is. What it is is I can begin to hear him. I can begin to sense him. I can begin to receive with meekness, praise God, his word in the name of Jesus, and, and good things will begin to happen in Jesus' name. Would you like something like that in your life right now? Why don't you lift up that hand again? I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I feel that kind of hunger in this place here today. I do. I feel that there is a hunger, Lord God, to receive from you and to get some results in Jesus' name. And I pray that right now. I pray for those right now that are struggling in the name of Jesus, not to be unempathetic, but Lord God, to understand that, Lord Jesus, you are the Lord. You are the King of kings. You are the Almighty God, and anything can happen in your realm in Jesus' name. And help us, Lord God, help us to focus on the things that you have brought to this earth and to receive them, Lord God, and 
never, ever let them go. Use them every day, Lord God, to praise you, to worship you, to sing, Lord God, even in tongues, to sing the Lord to the Lord in Jesus' name. And let the joy of the Lord become our strength in the name of Jesus. And I give you the praise and I give you the glory in Jesus' name. Now will you lift up your voice one more time and give him praise? Praise God. Um, a common thing that God will say to me on a regular basis is he will tell me to do the work and then he will tell me to stay the course. That is something I have heard for probably now 25 years. I've heard that distinction. That It's in my still small voice. That's what I hear. I don't hear it every day, but I hear it on a regular basis, especially when I have a tendency to want to veer off the course. That's when I really hear it. And God just emphasizes that again. He said, just do the work. Just stay the course. And I appreciate that. That's, God has been so good and so kind to me in Jesus' name. Um, you know, within the Christmas story, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, maybe some of you are, there's many, what I would consider, many stories that went on. It really is. You know, the big picture, of course, is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Can you say Amen. That is what we consider the good news, amen, the gospel. The gospel was sent to this earth so that there is no human being, amen, that has to perish, that has to go to hell. Hell was not originally made for you and I. It was made after the judgment of the angels. And I don't know how long that took. I don't know, you know, exactly, you know, when and where and how I try to follow the scriptures, that type of thing. But I do know that the angels were here before we were. And for some reason, they, you know, uh, there was a test given. And you understand that one-third of them, the Bible refers to one-third of them, followed Satan. And, of course, you know, Lucifer, who was the, one of the chief angels, became Satan, the devil, praise God. And so some place had to be, I don't know, built or created for them, and that was hell. Hell was never designed for you and I. You and I were designed to live in places like the Garden of Eden and to worship and to praise God for eternity. Amen. Now, we kind of took a little bit of a hiatus. You understand that because of the sin, one man, amen, the Bible says, Adam, the first Adam, you know, disobeyed, and I'm not throwing stones or anything like that at him, but I'm just saying because of that, amen, we've had a, you know, a thousands of years of a hiatus, praise God, and we are in a fallless, fallen world, and you and I, we find ourselves getting up in the morning and, and have to try to live for God. Is anybody like that? Yeah, you have to put forth effort. This is not some downhill thing and that type of thing. The only thing I want you to understand at this point in, the, in, in this presentation is it's going to be worth it. You have to keep reminding yourself in Jesus' name that this is going to be worth it. All of this effort that you and I have to put forth. And this is not working our way to heaven, by the way. This is just to get ourselves up and, and realize that God is here in and, and, and Jesus' name. And, and what, a, what a beautiful demonstration of that here in this place this morning. Amen. Spirit and truth. That's what Jesus told that woman who actually had no recourse in life. She'd been married five times and she'd given up on marriage. She said, I'm just going to live with somebody. Yeah, read the story for yourself in the fourth chapter of the book of John. It's pretty pathetic. And we find ourselves, you know, facing people like that. And that's, this is not condescending. This is the way it is. People are giving up on the things, the institutions that this world used to have that were held in high regard at one time. Amen. But Jesus said the time is coming. He, he really encouraged that lady. And I get encouraged every time I read the story, praise God. He said, the time is coming when the true, the genuine worshipers would worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Can you say amen? amen. That's what was going on in here. Yeah, that's what goes on in apostolic churches. That's why more than 20% of the people get the Holy Ghost. It's because people, they, they, they keep doing it, praise God. They don't just get the Holy Ghost one and done and then come back and, you know, in 11 or 12 years and say, well, maybe I ought to try this again. No, those of us, man, when we got it, we got it, didn't we? Amen. And we keep using it, not as bragging rights, but as renewing rights in Jesus' name. And so spirit and truth is such an important thing. This is why Christmas is so cool. 
Amen. It's because this is what Jesus came to do. It's to restore that part of to humanity. Amen. Now, the rest is coming. Amen. You're going to get a new body. If you, if you endure until the end, praise God, you're going to get a brand new body. Amen. Sickness is going to have nothing, can do nothing against your new body. Come on, look at somebody and say, it's going to be worth it. Come on, you got to realize this, praise God. we got to keep, this is not some power of positive mental attitude. This is in the Bible. These are promises that God gave to us. Come on, folks, they might not have completely come true yet, but they are going to come true. And I'm going to be there, praise God. Come on, I'm telling you something. I look forward to this in Jesus' name. This is better than anything you'll get under the Christmas tree. Come on, this is a whole lot better than what you'll get under a Christmas tree. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. And so that's why I love this apostolic way, amen, and that's lifestyle. I like it. I, I sometimes don't always come, you know, uh, the best of best, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep doing the work, and I'm going to stay the course in Jesus' name because I found that this spirit works. It does. The renewing of the mind, the spirit, it really does work in Jesus' name. It doesn't take away the labor again tomorrow morning. It just prepares me for it. Amen. I'm not too tired. Come on, I can get up and do this in Jesus' name. And so I, I, I thank God for it in Jesus' name. When I was at the PT, the physical therapist with my wife on Friday, um, Jason, nice guy, very, very, very full of knowledge. And my wife just had, um, she'd had one of her knees replaced. And so she's got a lot of work to do and that type of thing. And, and she's been wanting me to do some things, you know, with her at home. And I am a little hesitant because I don't want to hurt her, you know, that type of thing. And so we were in that room and, and he was doing something that I thought, well, I can do that. And I said, hey, Jason, I said, would you mind if I did that? And he looked at me. He says, well, sure, come on down here, you do this. And so I got right in where he was doing, and I got that little move going and stuff like that. And, oh, man, my wife smiled at me, and she said, that doesn't even hurt, you know, and, and, and that type of thing. I was doing it better than he was. I could probably get a job at PT. That's what I can do, you know. Hey, but the bottom line is, folks, I, I realize that's what has to happen. Now, none of you probably in this room have as severe of an injury as she has right now, but you do have injuries, we get injured in life. God doesn't keep everything from us. You must understand that. He doesn't. And that's not because he doesn't like you. He just realizes that you and I have a long way to grow. And all of this stuff works together. It does. It will help us. But there are things that we have to do, exercises that we must get involved in. And in her case, if she doesn't, you know, that brand new whatever they put in there. I don't know. I told them to put a bionic one in there, but they didn't. But whatever it is in there, you know, will become, you know, it, it'll become her worst enemy instead of her new best friend. And this is how I look at the things of God. That's one of the reasons why I came back, folks. That Sunday morning, the first time I came into a service like this and you people were carrying on, just about like this, I came back because I sensed something was there. Something was happening in that place, praise God, that made all the sense in the world. And so what I did the next time, and you got to understand, I was ready. I was ready. You didn't have to convince me. You didn't have to sit here and give me a bike and, and $100 to come to church and stuff like that. I was ready to come to services, praise God. And so the very next service, the Sunday night, see, we had, they had services on Sunday morning and Sunday nights. I got baptized on a Thursday afternoon, and then Sunday morning was the first time I went to one of your services. And man, I came back Sunday night, and I got, I got completely filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's what involvement did. Amen. And I'm no a straight-A student. I don't have a doctorate degree in anything, praise God. I have a master. He's the master. Amen. Amen. And that's about as far as it goes. But the bottom line is, it didn't take me 65 services or two years or five years or whatever the case is. The second service I was in, I was able to go ahead and begin to participate. Now, wait a minute, folks. I, 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 want, I want to help you. You don't have to participate like everybody else. Because people have different personalities. They have different ways sometimes. But there are times when you do need to learn how to put the pedal to the metal. You need to learn how to get beside yourself a little bit. 
Amen. And, and when you do that, you realize that, that certain things will begin to be put into motion. And you'll recognize that. Human beings, even in their fallen nature, will recognize that. And so you and I, we can, get a, we can be a part of this. We can participate. That's the thing about apostolic Pentecostalism that really impresses me, is that it's not just you know, a couple of people up front. You know, it's everybody. Everybody has the opportunity to get involved in Jesus' name. And that's what the Christmas story is so good at telling. Now, I told you there are stories within the stories. Let me give you two of them here this morning, okay, that you can read about. And, 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 and they're good stories. You know, the first one is found in the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke chapter number two is actually one of the, probably one of the best thorough um, Christmas stories in its entirety. It really is. But within that, within that, that story, I'm talking about Luke chapter number two, there's a situation that happened that I want you to consider, amen, because we can find ourselves in these stories. We can, amen. And this is to the working man, amen. Shepherds were working people. They didn't get a whole lot of breaks. They were 24-7. They had to take care of those flocks and that type of thing. And, and it's amazing to me, praise God, that after Jesus was born, praise God, the first group of people, amen, that the angels go to. Yeah, it's amazing to me. And I'm not trying to be prejudiced or anything like that, but it's just amazing to me, amen, people who are working the third shift, people who were up, amen, the angel came to them and announced this. Look at this. Look at Luke chapter number 2. Praise God. The Bible says in verse number 8, I'm in Luke chapter number 2, and we're in the midst of this, okay? The Savior's been born. Hallelujah. And, you know, like a lot of things with God, it starts in, in you know, in, I'm not going to say secret, but it starts with nobody knowing. Praise God. Nobody knowing. The Bible says, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock. By night, notice this. They just went to work that night. The scripture says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Never saw nothing like this before. I've seen people come to Pentecostal altars and get a little afraid. All of a sudden, God's moving on them, and they've never, never experienced that maybe before in that extent. And they might get a little backed off. You should talk to my wife sometimes. She's got a strong testimony about how she got the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was a, lot of, a lot of it was like that. She was a little bit leery of this stuff and, and scared. So I understand that, praise God. And that's why you and I, we must keep working. That's one of the jobs that you and I have, is to put people at ease. Amen. God does love you. He does care for you. Now, it doesn't mean that your whole behavior pattern is great. No, it just means that the God that created this earth loves you, and he wants to move you into a dimension where you can sense that more and more and more. And so here he is, praise God. And the Bible says that the angel, you know, notice that. And the angel said unto them, fear not. Somebody said one time there are 365 fear nots in the Bible, one for each day of the, of, of the year. Amen. And so here it is. Here's one of them. It says, fear not, for behold. What does the word behold mean? Yeah, pay attention. He says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to how many? Yes. This is for everybody, folks. That's why I believe in opening up the doors. That's why I believe what we're doing here on the Internet is good, because it's, it makes it available for everybody. And then it says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Notice this. Good news, folks. This is good news. This is a story within the story. Amen. And then it goes on to say, it says, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. What an unusual thing. But that's where you're going to find them. And them being shepherds. Now, you got to understand the story here. They knew what the angel was talking about. They knew what a manger looked like. They knew what to look for. Isn't that amazing? 
And so this is a good message to a group of people that knew that. And the Bible says all of a sudden that suddenly there was a, 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 with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now I don't believe that was quiet. I believe that was a shout praise God. Match kind of what goes on in here. Amen. Great joy. This is a good thing, praise God. I don't believe any one of them that were there that night could, uh, could, could misunder or misinterpret that. That this is a good thing, praise God. And I still believe it's a good thing. I believe there's still people out there that don't really understand what, what this whole makeup is. And you and I can be used in that. And look at this. It says in verse number 15, it says, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem. Amen. I like that. They didn't hesitate. They said, Let's go verify this thing. Let's go find out what they're really talking about. I like that. I have found the things of God will work especially easier on people that are in that kind of a condition. People who are ready to obey. People who, who you know, don't have an axe to grind, praise God. But they're just ready to go. And so immediately the Bible says, or let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste. Notice that in verse 16. You should underline that. There's sometimes that would help us. If we'd quit just digging in our heels and we'd just start doing it. That's why I'm telling you, that's why I like apostolic churches. Every time we come to service, everybody has that opportunity to get involved in it again. Amen. To get with the program, praise God. To, to, to clear the mechanism. Come on, to pitch a perfect game in Yankee Stadium. Come on, I'm talking about something greater than that, praise God, is in this place right now. Amen. And that's what we got. That's the opportunity that we have every time we come together. And the Bible says they gave us a good antidote here. They said they, they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. One of the reasons they could quickly find them is because they knew where mangers were. Amen. They knew where to look. And so the Bible says in, in verse number 17, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. One of the reasons I believe God used this group of people is because he knew that they would not just contain it and keep it to themselves. Amen. One of the things that will bring um, uh, peace and joy and righteousness and all of that kind of business into a church setting, praise God, is, of course, praise and worship and holiness. That will help, praise God. It really will. And that's not us working our way to heaven, praise God. It just will. God is a holy God. Amen. And so people who will become obedient to him, praise God, I'm telling you something, you enter into a favorable relationship with him. And everybody has that opportunity. But another way, praise God, that you can bring those kind of things into the house of God is by sowing the seeds, praise God. That's what you and I do. I was thinking, I was talking to Carlos here, I think a couple of times I might repeat myself, so you just be kind to me, okay? But I was contemplating this, you know, uh, here the last couple of weeks, the amount of seeds that are being sown in this city praise God, on a weekly basis, is tremendous. Amen. And I believe that brings the favor of God in Jesus' name. And I just want to tell you all, praise God, you're invited to that kind of thing. You want to see the Lord work in your life? Begin to tell people what God has already done for you. Come on, don't be hesitant. Don't be getting standoffish and saying, well, I don't think they want it. No, re just remove that from, come on, clear the mechanism. Come on, clear the mechanism in your mind. you got to understand, there's people out there that want to hear this kind of thing. I'm not talking about bragging and, and looking, look at me and how great I am, but I'm talking about how great my God is in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. Come on, God wants to anoint every one of you in this regard in the name of Jesus. Why don't you just, why don't the rest of you just lift up your hands right now and let God do something for you. Come on, let God do something for you today. Oh, 
Come on, this can be a Christmas season that will last all year around, praise God. Come on, he went to those shepherds, praise God, those lowly ones that nobody really cared much about, and he told them the good news, and then they went and they verified that news by looking for themselves, praise God. Come on, I invite people to come to this church. I invite people to come to one of our worship sessions. Amen. We don't worship our worship, we worship our God. That's what makes it so powerful in the name of Jesus. Come on, why don't we just give him praise and glory again. Come on, some of you are ready to break through. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. That's what you're doing right now. Come on, you're ready to break through. Ah, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm telling you. In the name of Jesus, that's what we need. That's what we have to have. That's what we live for. Praise God. We live for these breakthroughs. Praise God. Yeah, we can't transport ourselves out of this world, but praise God, we can take some time and we can give glory and praise to the Lord. We can let this world know that we know that God is a great God and He has come and He has died for every person in this world. Can you say amen? Oh, I'm telling you, folks, this is good news. This is just one of those stories that happen to surround the big story. Amen. We understand the big story is that God incarnated himself into a human body. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. I sing a song sometimes at Christmas time. I might dust it off maybe this, this time of the year. Isn't it amazing how he came? Oh, it just gives me goosebumps when I sing it. Praise God. Isn't it amazing what God did? Amen. And that's what I'm telling you. The world still can, is in a position where they can hear this good news about what God has done in Jesus' name. Praise God. I tell you something, it's a great thing in Jesus' name. Another story that you will find that's kind of, like I said, a story within the story, amen, it happened a little bit later. And we're not really sure how old Jesus was by the time they got there, but we understand that they started their journey well, well in advance of Jesus actually being born. Amen. And this is a story that's found in the second chapter of the book of Matthew. Praise God. And it's the only gospel that covers this. I'm not sure why the rest of them don't, but it's just the way it is. Praise God. But in the second chapter of the book of the gospel of Matthew, he deals with a situation with some wise men. Praise God. Wise men. Amen. And of course, we, we, we we, we hear the story, the three wise men that came to Jesus. Now, again, that's partially a little bit traditional. We don't know if there was just three of them. And I'm not here to rain on your parade and that type of thing. But we do know that the bottom line is that there, there were some of them. I don't know how many of them there were, you know. And, and, and it probably wasn't just the three. It probably was a pretty good entourage. Because you have to understand to, to, to travel in those days especially out in some of those unknown passes and stuff like that, there was a lot of folks that were, were robbed, a lot of people that were killed. And so people understood that. And so you got to understand that when they traveled, especially if they had the, the, the means to travel as far and as long as they did, they had to bring their own security force with them. And so I don't know how many people were with that. It doesn't say. The scripture doesn't give us a number. But it just says that when they came into town that night, man, everybody knew, man, these people, this is quite a group in Jesus' name. And so I'm talking about, praise God, the wise men. Let me read some of the story for you. Matthew chapter number 2 and verse number 1. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there's another one of those pay attention things, right? It says, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Amen. What are they doing? Yeah, this isn't to get, um, um, to get uh, stuff that they can sell. This is something. They're on a mission. They're literally on a mission from God. Amen. And I told you last week that the Magi, I think is how you pronounce that, and this is what these guys are referred to in some circles, that they were, they were people in the Persian um, uh, way of believing things that verified things, that when something would happen, they would want somebody to go there that they could trust, that they could know that, hey, they're not going to balloon this thing up, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, you know, um, um, say something that didn't happen. And so there's a lot of, of, of evidence from a historical standpoint that that's what these guys were. They were people that were headed because they had heard. They had heard, praise God. One of the greatest prophetic books 
that was um, that's in the, in the Bible, other than the book of the Revelation, is the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel is a powerful, powerfully prophetic book and talks about things and talks about king and a king that was going to come and restore order, praise God. So it doesn't, um, um, it doesn't surprise me that these people being from the Middle East heard about this stuff and they knew about this stuff. And so they're coming and here they are. And as I told you before, it wasn't like they could jump on the airplane in Gillette, Wyoming and be, you know, in Tampa Bay, you know, in a matter of hours. This took months, months and months to travel. So that's why I believe I'm reasonable by saying they set off on their journey, you know, uh, probably before Jesus was born. Amen. And there was a sign. Everybody said, here's your sign. Yeah, there was a star, praise God. And we still do renditions of that and that type of thing, but it's true. The star was in the sky. And for some reason, they recognized it, and they were following this star, praise God. The Bible says, here's what their message was. Look at verse number 2. It says, saying, where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Do you like that? Come on, folks. You want to talk about the earmark of a wise person? Come on. That's why you can, I've, we've been ridiculed. We've had people come in here and talk about how silly and how stupid we look. But I'm going to tell you something. If they'd ever get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they'd start recognizing how wise people are that will lift up their hands, begin to lift up their voices, begin to praise the Almighty God and not care what the world thinks. Come on. Am I talking to somebody here today that maybe that's you? Hallelujah. And they weren't afraid to say that. Amen. We've come looking for this king. And we want to worship him, praise God. This is one of, the, one of the things that God has restored to fallen man. Come on, that's what you must understand. This is a gift from God to you. You didn't earn this. You didn't give him, you know, great big offerings so that you could have this. God restored this, praise God. This is what human beings were built to do. And that is to worship God. That's why I've, in my years of ministry, praise God, I've not experienced everything, but I've seen a lot of things. And I've seen people come in, praise God, that were extremely rich. They had all kinds of good things and that type of thing. But boy, when they found God, one of the statements they would make is, this tops everything I've ever had in life. This is what I'm talking about, folks. You and I have the privilege to do this on a regular basis. Come on, look at somebody and say, well, then why don't you? I just had to interject that. See, it's the truth. Why don't we? What are we doing? Come on. Come on. I used that example before. I'm in Yankee Stadium. Praise God. I don't care about these fans. I'm going to strike that guy out. He's going to get it right on the inside corner, man. This is a chin ball, man. This baby's going to paint that corner, and it's going to brush you off the plate. Woo! Did you see that? God. I didn't hear the crowd. They were telling me how, what a lousy pitcher I was. They were telling me that I, was, I wasn't even worthy to be on the mound. But man, I cleared the mechanism. I don't hear that. Why? Because I'm going to do something for my God. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what they think. It doesn't make any difference to me. I understand, folks, we got feelings. But you know something? God, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, can help us to rise above those feelings. We can start doing what we know we want to do and need to do because of the Almighty God. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. It'll make all that. Oh, come on. I see somebody. Come on. You, you're there right now. Come on. Just go ahead and lift up your voice right now. You don't need somebody to prime you you it's already in you oh hallelujah Jesus praise the name of the Lord hallelujah Jesus you can say well man the shepherds had nothing to lose they didn't have nothing they were a bunch of lowlifes man and that type of thing but not these guys come on folks these guys had quite a reputation and so you must understand that's why I'm telling you there's lots of stories within the story and that's what I like about the Christmas um, uh, you know, uh, scenario, praise God, is that I can find myself in those stories. I can find myself in it, praise God. Amen. Maybe there's some reluctance in my life that God wants to, wants to baptize me, you know, and get rid of that stuff in Jesus' name. 
I'm telling you, folks, this is what happens. This is how God will do it in Jesus' name. And so you've got these people that came. I'm not going to read the middle part of this, but, of course, they, they came into Jerusalem, and right away that caused quite a stir. And there was a player in, 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 in Jerusalem that really, he wanted to destroy the Savior. See, Herod is a type of the Antichrist. That's what he is. Oh, oh, you guys, when you find him, come and get me because I want to come and worship him too. And that was not the truth. Herod didn't care. What he wanted to do was destroy that king. You want to know why? Because Herod's a good, not only a type of the Antichrist, but he's a good type and shadow of our humanity. You know what that means? That means I want to be on the throne. I'm the one that needs to be worshipped. I'm the one that wants to get all the prestige. That's Herod, praise God. Anybody want to be delivered from Herod today? Come on, I'm telling you how you can do that. You can become a wise person, praise God. You can begin to worship the Lord, not because I'm trying to prod you to do it, but because you know that he's your king. You know he's your God. You know that his blood was shed for the sins, not only of you, but for the whole world in the name of Jesus. Come on, folks. This is good news. This is not bad news. This is good news in Jesus' name. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. If anybody should be able to celebrate at Christmas time, it should be us. Oh, I feel like doing a little bit of that now. God and so there you got it you got these stories and the Bible says when they had heard in verse number nine the king they departed and lo the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was now again it talks about a young child Jesus is not a baby now he's not you know well in some people's eyes he might but but he's a young kid now and so there they are praise God somebody people said maybe two Three years old, who knows? We do know that Herod, when he, when he got mad, he tried to destroy all the two-year-olds and down. So we know that might have been an age. We don't know for sure, but it could have been. Praise God. And so the Bible says, and when they were come into the house. See, they were wise men. They lived in houses. They weren't looking for somebody in a manger. They weren't looking for somebody in a, in, in, in a stable someplace. Amen. They were following the star. Amen. And I don't know what that star looked like. Somebody was telling me, I think it was my wife was telling me that one of these days there was supposed to be kind of a rendition of that up in the sky. I, I, I don't know much about that, but all I know is that they were there. And the Bible says, look at this in verse number 11, and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Praise God. If I had a little bit more time here this morning, I would really go into that because there's some significance there. There really is. What we can give to the Lord. Amen. The scripture says, what can I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits in the book of Psalms? Well, you just give of yourself. That's why I'm telling you, worship has to be, we got to learn how to clear the mechanism. We got to learn how to, who cares what anybody, worship is me. You got to understand the word wor- worship comes from a word that means worthship. He's worth it. And that is the thing, praise God, that has been one of the identifying factors, praise God, in the apostolic movement for a long time. Amen. Now we have to be careful because we don't want to worship our worship. We want to keep our worship to our King in Jesus' name. And so this is what he is doing in this hour. He's, these stories are becoming alive, praise God. Amen. Maybe you were just like one of those lowly shepherds, praise God. And you just happen to be in the right place at the right time. Or maybe God has put some education or wisdom in your life. Whatever it is, I'm going to tell you something. They all needed one thing, and that was the almighty Savior, the almighty God. Can you say Amen. I'm telling you, folks, this is, a, this is a tremendous story in Jesus' name. 
Would you just maybe put down your papers and your pens and stuff like that? And I want you to do something. You can sit there. The Bible says in the book of Acts, they receive the Holy Ghost while they sit. So we don't have to stand every time to worship God. But I want you to think about this, praise God. I want to take a few minutes, and I want us to just begin to call upon the Lord right now because I believe that God can give us further understanding. Listen, before you do this, before you do this, there was a time when after Jesus died that he came and, and talked to the disciples. Amen. And the Bible makes reference to this in the Gospel of Luke. The Bible says, then he opened up their understanding. They began to understand what was going on. Prior to that, they really didn't have a clear understanding. Last week, we talked about seeing people as trees. Remember that? Amen. We don't want to do that. And I believe here within the next 30 seconds, there's going to be several eyes that are going to be open. I expect that in Jesus' name. And so just close your eyes and lift up those hands right now and begin to call upon the Lord. Let's give God an opportunity to further this, to put it right where we're at in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, for he shall reign <laughs> forevermore. Oh, yes, he will. Amen. Come on. Oh, I feel that. Man, there is just tremendous liberty in this place. Tremendous liberty in this place. Come on, wise man. Come on. Let's fall at the feet of Jesus. Come on, lowly shepherd. Come on. You're not some lowlife. You're somebody who God died for in the name of Jesus. And listen, I believe I'm talking to a lot of people in between somewhere. Oh, yes. Come on. This is God. This is the Lord reaching out to us, giving us an understanding. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Do you feel it building? I do. Come on. There's somebody. Come on. Right now, you can get up and you can begin to... To praise him you can begin to give him an understand you can begin to do it with an understanding like you've never had before oh hallelujah hallelujah come on it's here come on it's like a volcano in the name of jesus beautiful spirit of the lord come on somebody here you haven't talked in tongues for a while this can be your breakthrough this morning come on you don't have to worry about what anybody's saying oh yes ah come on that's right without embarrassment without embarrassment in Jesus name come on my eyes are open right now come on Lord you're doing good you're doing good come on that depression is nowhere around you have cleared the mechanism you done good in the name of Jesus come on let's keep it come on let's take it another step higher come on what do you say come on somebody can get up right now and you can claim this this isn't just going to be a one Sunday and done this is going to be my life from here on out oh yeah oh Oh, yeah. Come on. I feel the Christmas message getting alive and a well in your lives. Ikata. Ikata. Yeah, that's right. Come on. I'll tell you something. He's your almighty God. He's the one that did it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, right now, Lord God, you are here. You're doing a special thing in the name of Jesus. Oh, your word is having that free course. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on. Come on. We, we got some time. I deliberately stopped early. I deliberately stopped early. Early. Come on, we got time. You can stand and you can give him praise. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus. 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 Listen to me, one of, the, one, of, one of the greatest, right out in the front of public miracles Jesus did is found in the 11th chapter of the book of John. Jesus came, deliberately delayed his coming to that place. Deliberately did it, because he knew what, he, what was going to happen. And what it was is he came to Lazarus' house, and Lazarus had already been dead for four days. Amen. And the thing that grieved Jesus was the fact that you know, 
they, they couldn't see he was the Messiah. Amen. But to make a long story short, Jesus said, open up that tomb. And you understand the resistance he had there. Yeah, he's going to smell. This is going to be unpleasant. No, just open up that, that tomb. Amen. And when that tomb was open, he called out to Lazarus he, by name. And that man who was wrapped up, he was, he, was, he was in the burial garments, came limping out. I don't know what he looked like. He might have looked like a mummy. Who knows? But one of the things that Jesus told them to do, do you remember? Get rid of those grave clothes. Now listen to me, folks. I'm not looking at people who are dead for four days. But I'm looking at people, praise God, that you prayed through this world that from time to time likes to put stuff on you. And this is what I have found about worshiping and praising God and being renewed in the spirit, clearing the mechanism, whatever you want to put on it, is sometimes there are grave clothes that just need to be taken off in Jesus' name. And I'm here to tell you, folks, that's what God is here to do for you right here today. He's here to take off every bit of those grave clothes. I don't care what it is. It might be an addiction. It might be some shameful memory. Whatever the case is, God is here to take those grave clothes off. Praise God. And I'm telling you right now, this is what he's doing in this place this morning in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's go back to work now in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our hands. Let's begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, with that understanding and that knowledge right now. Come on, how much further do you want to come mm. yeah come on I'm oh my goodness come on that's right oh yes I come against that abuse I come against that in the name of Jesus I command that grave clothes to come off in the name of Jesus that bitterness that unforgiveness right now, in the name, oh my goodness, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, blessed be to the name of the Lord. Ah, in the name of Jesus. The lost are saved, they find their way at the sound of your grave. Do you want to come down to this altar now? I think it'd be appropriate. All condemned, they feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Now every fear, come on, grave clothes has no place at the sound of your great name. The enemy, oh, he has to leave, oh, at the sound of your great name. Shout it with me. Jesus, worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. He's the Son of God and man. You are high and lifted up. And all the world will praise your grace. Son of God and man, 
they find their strength at the sound of your great name hungry souls come on that's you receive grace at the sound of your great name the fatherless come on they find their rest find their rest oh at the sound of your great name oh the sick are healed the dead are raised at the sound of your great name, Jesus. He's worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. He's the Son of ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of what Jesus Christ has done for me. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up. And all the world will praise. Think of those shepherds. All the world will praise. Think of those wise men. All the world will praise your great Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Clear the mechanism, folks. Don't listen to the people in the stands. Come on, I'm not saying we shouldn't care for them. I'm not saying we shouldn't love them. I'm just saying sometimes in the place that they're at, I'm certainly not going to listen to them. I'm going to listen to my God. I'm going to listen to my conscience that has been restored, by the way. I'm going to listen to my human spirit, which now has the regenerating power of Jesus' name. That's what we listen to. That's what we do. This is not something some UPCI came up with. This is something that happened because Jesus came to this earth to restore humankind, praise God. And so you and I have the privilege, praise God, to let God do this. Live this way every day in Jesus' name. 
Would you do something? Lay hands on somebody next to you if it's appropriate right now. Let's pray one for another. There's tremendous, there's some grave clothes that have come off in this place. I can sense it in Jesus' name. There's some people, you got greater vision now. You got a little better eyesight now in the spirit than you had when you first came. Come on, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us now. We're going to keep this. This is what you called us to do, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, you are my God. You're my Redeemer. You're my Defender. You're the one, Lord God, that I can come to every day. Praise God. You're the one. There is no more shame. Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God, yes. Let every person here be affected greatly. Let it go down to the root. I pray for the online people in the name of Jesus, never to be the same again in the name of Jesus. That God, by the power of your spoken word, it is here, it is there in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God, your word and spirit in the name of Jesus. Yes, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Amen. One more time, let's thank him for...